Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania. Diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more, this podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome to first episode of season two. We're on episode 53, which is rather insane to think about. Happy you guys are here. I hope everyone had a really lovely loving Thanksgiving, feeling good, thankful, bellies still may be full. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, I so told you guys that I wanted to have more guests on for season two and I'm coming, I'm I'm fulfilling that promise to you right now. We're starting off strong because if you are watching on YouTube, it's already spoiler alert, but if not, then you can't see that I am with my oldest sister, Natalie. Basically, when I was doing an episode with my mom, you she basically touched on Natalie and how much she helped her. And since then, you guys were like, get Natalie on the podcast if you want to hear her speak. So I brought her to you. And basically, I'm just keeping capitalizing on all the value in my family first. And then we're going to expand out to getting more external guests here. So I'm going to let Natalie introduce herself because and just her credentials, obviously, because she's the one who acquired all those. She deserves to be able to say it. Um, but I'm just really excited to have her today because she has a lot of value to share in a lot of different areas. I mean, kind of like I said, after with the episode with my mom, you guys a little bit got a little bit of an insight of how much she's helped our family and how much she's been a leader in our family. And I think she just has a lot of value to share um, just with all of you guys in a lot of different areas. So we're kind of going to be speaking about family leadership and kind of advice on how to heal some family wounds. Then I want to switch into more of like the emotional manifestation within the body, which I think will be very interesting with that mind-body connection, and then finish off with some nutrition advice. So I'm going to let Natalie introduce herself, her credentials, and then we'll move on to our gratitude. Hi, guys. Um, Kind of wild that this is coming into fruition right now. Um, So I am a registered dietitian. Uh, an energy healer um, or shaman they're kind of and um, uh, and a massage therapist so I've had a lot of time I've been a massage therapist for 12 years now I think and it there's been a lot of time with me cultivating um, the body the mind emotion connection um, I've been spent the last going on three years, really immersed in the energy healing space um, and how the emotions are connected to our physical, how they manifest in our physical body. Um, And then sort of, to me, the nutrition has now become like the icing on the cake, that next layer to really, once we heal and clear out the, our energy body and that heaviness of the emotions, it's then how are we supporting that process via nutrition Whereas I think when I initially went into nutrition, it was more thinking like, oh, we're just going to, you know, you can eat all these perfect things and you're going to heal and it's going to be fine. And the more that I learn, one, I feel like I don't know anything. The more that I learn, I think it's just like the never ending. I will forever be a student. Um, But it really has highlighted how important healing the emotional body healing our energetic space and then providing the support nutritionally versus the other way around. And, and the functional medicine and functional nutrition space, beautiful, really getting to the root causes of the issues. 
However, there's one, there's one deep, one layer deeper. And to me, that's where the energy comes in to this whole equation. Yeah. So I think Natalie, that's why I think she has such like so much diversity of knowledge to be able to share with you guys today, because she's gone through so many layers of it and has like slowly peeled back, you know what I mean? And like discovered each one and explored each one. And I think what she's like, the amazing work that she's doing now is being able to kind of find the cross section between them all and like the synergy between them all to like actually be able to heal it properly and like yeah thoroughly heal these things that so many people struggle with so I'm really excited for this episode I feel like that was the perfect intro that you could have just said because I I want I just feel like it's exactly kind of we're Natalie and I are very similar in this lane of kind of like just the cohesion of it's not just what you're doing with your body it's not just what you're doing with your mind and it's not just what you're doing with your emotions it's not just what you're eating it's all of that synergistic how it's all working together and how it's all coming together that's like when you look at that picture that's how you actually thoroughly heal because you're focusing all at all at once instead of like just on one aspect of it when there's more to the picture. Um, awesome. Okay, so for gratitude, we can't skip it. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. So, I mean, if you want to go first. No, you go first. You okay, go first. my gratitude, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even have anything written down in my outline, and I usually do. <laughs> but my gratitude that I've been thankful for the past few days, because Thanksgiving just went by, I just was really thankful that we were able to spend Thanksgiving together. My mom, you guys know, recently moved to Utah. Um, a f- I mean, a good chunk Easter. of time. Yeah, like Easter. in so yeah, like March-ish. April? April. Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Religious upbringing. No, so, but, um, so this was our first time experiencing Thanksgiving with her out here, which just was really nice. And I've had the experience of having to be at friends' houses for holidays. And it made me be like, wow, it's super, which is amazing. I was, that was, you know, amazing that I was able to go to a friend's house for a holiday, but being able to be with family is very special. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, my gratitude. I, I think I was really grateful to to have all of us be able to be well not all of us because we weren't all all together but to be able to have my mom here because I live in Jackson Hole Wyoming so I don't don't know if everyone knows that but I packed up in 2019 and pieced out to um, Jackson Hole and so I've been there through the pandemic and pretty isolated I would say by choice um, for my path and what I needed to do so it's really was nice to be able to just drive four hours and be here and have us all together um and now to be on this podcast so it's just been it's been a beautiful time of healing and I love that it's been a hoot it's been a hoot (laughs) (laughs) all right so diving I did want to start off with family because that's something that you guys were super like all of you guys were beyond honey when my mom was like Natalie really was a wake-up call everyone was like (gasps) like she had the nerve to say that because so many people know like I know so many of you guys resonate with like your and with all love to the moms that are watching, but like I just so many daughters, sons, whatever were resonated with the fact of like their mom kind of playing victim or their parent playing victim. And I get still just a lot of questions now of like advice for people in toxic families, like how to kind of maneuver that. How do you facilitate healing with your, you know, parental figure? Because obviously they're more so stuck in their ways. Um, and I guess I should have debriefed this previously, but Natalie is the oldest of all four of us kids. So she you know, definitely, she almost kind of didn't really have a choice all the time to (laughs) take, you know, take a leadership role and like kind of lead the charge with certain things. And I think it's also in her personality, but yeah, just wanted to disclaim that. And also in case anyone's lost my, we grew up with divorced parents. So there was a lot of toxicity in our household, a lot of healing that needed to be done. Um, and Natalie did play a big part in that. So they did get a little taste of how you helped mom kind of have her awakening the past like year or two. Um, and I guess just what I wanted to ask, firstly, 
Where do you feel like your leadership qualities came from? Do you feel like it's something that's innate in you? Do you feel like it was a role that you kind of had to step into from a young age because of the family dynamic? Is it something that you feel is natural to you or was it like this is the role that I need to step into? I would say in a lot of ways it is very innate in me um, and I think I've really gained a deeper understanding in my recent years as to which is a whole other podcast so I'm going to try yeah to we're keep not it. diving into that today <laughs> um as to why the whys and the hows of what that is but um I do feel like my leadership qualities are something that's been very innate in me something that is was is very natural my diplomacy of maybe my delivery of my bluntness in previous years is not got her in trouble <laughs> yeah it's not always been the best um and I and I apologize for that and I, I realize now I have the awareness of you know just because it's truth doesn't mean that it needs like if it's truth it needs to be delivered in a compassionate yeah. way I'm just gonna say compassionate <laughs> yeah versus like it's not and it depends on the person on how the delivery occurs I guess and so um and I think on a lot of levels I've always had a, like an innate knowing an inner knowing which is like a gift that I have but I would and I've had it from a young age and I think that that's kind of what got me in trouble and a lot of times it's because I would just kind of know things and I knew it in my gut and I couldn't let something play out in a certain way because I just knew that it would be you know whatever would happen x y and z and so yeah I feel like I stepped into that role needed I needed to to keep everything going I was essentially running two households like making dinner doing all sorts of crazy things at a very young age um and although it was hard I am grateful for that and I know that it was what I needed to do to keep our family unit moving forward or moving as healthily and constructively forward as possible and I have my faults and the things that I could have done better I'm sh sure um but yeah I think that it was something I, I needed I know on a soul level I needed to do it to help all of us in in a way to protect to protect you and to protect Lucas and Sophia in a lot of ways and to keep things as status quo as I possibly could, I think. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And yeah, kind of what she was diving into is because, I mean, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. And I think Natalie's bluntness and honesty and just leadership, because Natalie is the person to be like, no, this is what I believe is right. This is what I believe is true. I'm going to express this. I'm going to verbalize this. I'm going to like make it be known because like it's, you know, from your perspective, that's like I'm helping you like this is what's true. But obviously kind of what she touched on, it can also people are very sensitive. And if the delivery is off, it's like seems as a, an attack. And so I think in previous years, when things were more rocky, not to say that what you were saying wasn't true, but it would, it caused a lot of also chaos in the family a little bit because of just simply the delivery of it. And people necessarily weren't like ready for the truth, I guess, if you will. And it would be like, oh, that was really harsh and kind of instigative. But from Natalie's perspective, she's like, well, it's true. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think I said that a lot. I'm yeah. like, well, it's true. So and it's like, yes, but now I'm like, okay, the awareness of right. the delivery. And that's something I've really been working on in recent, these last few years is that awareness. It's one of my things that I'm working on with yeah right exactly and do you have any advice for people like that or like anything that you want to touch on in that way of how you helped kind of change your delivery or how you approach things now to have a different sense of awareness something that I'm learning more about myself is I'm really able to read someone's aura 
like very quickly I, I I just sort of I don't know how else better way to explain that I can just read someone's aura in a really quick very quickly and so I really try to take the extra second to assess that and now acknowledge that in a healthy way to be like this is how this is going to land or this it, this is a true statement but it, even if I say it it's going to just be an instigative statement be, right. because they're nowhere near ready because they're it. not right like they're not it's not going to be received well yes so, yeah. and so I have to just really be aware of that and and honor those gut feelings that I have and honor like the energy of the space and really try to be very diplomatic and compassionate about what I'm saying Um, and be aware that just because it's truth it doesn't always need to be said in that moment or in that way or whatever and I've and I've I think it's funny because dad's noticed a lot, but he'll be like, you're so quiet or you're not like whatever as involved. And it's like, I don't, because I, I just can't be, because I could say X, Y, and Z for everyone in the family dynamic right now, but it's going to cause a ruckus. So we're all just chilling and I'm just going to quietly be here and be present. And when people are ready to hear what they want to hear, I'm happy to share it. Right. Because I think a big thing you guys know, like we touch on divine timing all the time and just even like everyone has their own healing timeline. And so, I mean, I I feel like Natalie took a more kind of like a spiritual and like intuitive approach, which is totally true. But I'm saying like even for the masses of like just even with just dynamics you have with like whether that being friends, romantic partners, family members, like sometimes like they, you know, like if you're having a conflict and you're not seeing eye to eye, like, and you're like, well, why can't they see it this way? Or if it was this way, it would be better. But it's like, maybe it's just not that time yet. Like they still have to, they still just are going on their healing journey of like waking up, of gaining more awareness of just all of that sort of stuff to show up to be a better partner and person in the relationship. And I think having that awareness also allows you to have more compassion towards other people, understanding where they're coming from, as opposed to being frustrated and be like, I can't believe you just did that. I can't believe you just said that. It's more so having the compassion being like, oh, well, they're at this point in their journey, which is in their own divine timing. One of my very good friends from Jackson, this is his favorite tagline and I'm going to throw it out there, but he always says it's, it's every man's journey, every woman's journey, every man's journey. And no matter how much I can see or feel that like if I just these couple things and it would change this trajectory of everything and we, and I can just circumvent maybe six months to a year of someone I will say waffling around in their journey doesn't mean that it needs to be done. Like every, it's every woman's journey that they, you have to figure that out on your own and everyone deserves to figure it out on their own. Cause some people learn, I learn by trial and error, like how long does I take, you know, to do anything. And so, and everyone learns in their own way. Everyone's aura is different, all these things. So it's just take, it's the awareness within myself to say, this doesn't need to be said. Right. right now. And I think also the harsh truth is, cause I fully believe this. I think the best teacher is like essentially kind of leading by example or like kind of facilitating someone to come to their own conclusion because yeah. it's kind of, I don't know if it's in like, I think it's kind of, you know, the human ego type thing or like damages your ego if like someone tell like for example when my nat when my natalie when natalie <laughs> told my mom that like she was playing victim or something and like you need to do xyz maybe at first like that's something my mom would get offended by because that was a j- like a jab to her ego like she started to feel a certain way but i feel like that's just what i mean when it's 
we think it's better to just sometimes be clear cut, but sometimes it's just like not the time when they kind of need to learn it on their own the hard way, if you will. But that's the only way that it will stick slash. I feel like it's the way they'll learn without resentment because I feel like otherwise, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like when, it's like how dad told me where to go to college. It's like, if you just let me made the decision by myself and like, maybe if I did go to Boulder or something, you know, it wouldn't have served me, but at least I would have found that out myself and I would have been more at peace with that as opposed to like you forcing me to go here to be like, no, just trust me. I'm right. But I'm like, okay, I guess I trusted you. But like, will we ever know what was best? Like just that sort of thing. But another question that I have for you is, do you have any advice for people who are in toxic families to help facilitate healing. Just essentially speaking on behalf of like just what you did for our family and how you were the outspoken one, how you kind of dealt the truth when people didn't want to hear it. Because I also get questions like I've had people tell me, you know, I'm I'm young, I'm still living at home, but my parents have so many toxic tendencies. Like, how do I break it to them that this is unhealthy for me? Or like if my mom is playing victim, how do I kind of wake her up to that subtly without causing like chaos and having her ego just shut me down and like cause more of a wall, put a wall in between us? I could go so many places with this question. So um, I think the initial awareness that we all as beings on this planet need to come to is it truly is every woman's journey and so that being said it's going to take the time we can't control anyone else and the first things that we can do and this is why I truly believe that the work energetically is so powerful and I'll get into that later, but we only can control ourselves and how we respond and how we react to any situation. And even if you have the awareness to be like, okay, my mom's playing the victim. My dad's super controlling. That is their cycle. That's their system. They have to sort that out on their own accord you only can control how you're going to react to the situation. So whether that is removing yourself, whether that is um, having hard boundaries, whether and if you're living at home, you can't, but like the full disclosure, I, I think I 2020, maybe I time is um, I sent my family a message in on Easter, actually, I think in 2020. And I said, like, I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> I don't. I send it to my grandparents, both my parents. I said, I'm alive and well. I'm going through something and I need to not talk to anyone for until further notice. And I really don't think it was a good like two months before I really talked to anybody. And doing that for our family dynamic and because I was able to because I was not living at home, that really rewired how mom and dad approached me how they saw me, how they approached like me. It, it was a reset. And so I realized that everyone doesn't have that ability, but being really neutral, not reacting when you know that they're going to be triggered or that they're maybe your parents are triggering each other and normally you would maybe play into it in whatever way. Instead, you really remove yourself. You go into your room, you go for a walk, you peacefully leave the situation or just stay very silent and it's very small subtle changes in yourself that then start to shift the awareness in other people because again I can't say you're the victim you're the victim you need to wake up like da, da, da. it's not going to matter it doesn't matter how many times you say it if someone's not ready to hear it so having that space to 
in a mental awareness be like we only can control ourselves so i am going to create really harsh boundaries and not allow these things to happen i'm going to remove myself when things get carried away um maybe you try to move out or switch your living situation whatever so that your mental health is number one that's what will energetically starts to shift the people around you and i firmly believe without me walking down the healing path that I've been on that's what shifted the family dynamic for one how my parents received the words that were coming out of my mouth and still to this day are and shifted our inter-family dynamics amongst you know the siblings and my parents all of that in its own way yeah I think that was all like beautifully said and I think it's just very true because it's you also don't want to Sometimes when you say things that are it's too harsh, it just kind of pushes them away instead of doing anything like on the practical on the practical level. And I I think for me as well, like because when I was younger, like I said previously, like with that podcast with my mom, Natalie, are Natalie and I are very opposites in the sense that she's very confrontational and I like will go hide in the face of confrontation. So like for I think growing up, there were times where she was more vocal of, you know, wanting to change things of saying like this isn't right. It should be done this way where kind of my coping mechanism was more so mentally of like, I would take note. I think also being the youngest, I kind of had the privilege of being able to look at things kind of from more of an outside perspective. So something that helped me that may help you guys was just gaining that constant awareness in my mind of saying like, oh, I don't like that my dad just did that. That didn't feel good in my gut. That seems wrong. That seems unhealthy. And instead of me just kind of blindly adopting that as my own of like, I saw that. So I need to replicate that and have the awareness of saying this is contrast. I Contrast is needed. So we know what not to be like. And I just will kind of I would take myself through lessons mentally growing up, but being like, that didn't feel good. I know I shouldn't act like that. I need to, I'm going to act this way moving forward in life. Like that was personally what I did that may help you guys. And I know, again, it may not be changing that outward dynamic, but it helped bring me peace. And I greatly attribute a lot to my emotional awareness and like the maturity that I feel that I have. I attribute to kind of that exercise that I would do growing up, whether that was with my mom and seeing her do unhealthy things. Like it just that personally was something that that really helped me. I want to say one more thing on this topic. So the other thing too on that is like going off of what you're saying, dad does X, Y, and Z and that didn't feel good and that hurt my feelings. In the moment, it may be the awareness to say like, if I say that really hurt my feelings and you did that and I'm not allowing you to do that anymore. Like right now in that moment, that time is not maybe the best time to say that. But to act accordingly for in this situation you know in the moment I'm gonna remove myself and then maybe when dad's calmer or mom's calmer I'm gonna say like hi you know when can I talk to you for five minutes when you did a b and c I felt very hurt sad controlled whatever um plug in emotions I felt plug in your emotions um and I make up that Da, 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 plug in how you feel and I need you to not do that again like can you make that promise to me or you know however you can have a constructive conversation after the fact that what they said and did really hurt your feelings was not um appropriate or respectful you know because there's also just because they're our parents it doesn't mean that we need to be disrespected and controlled and manipulated like we are our own beings we have our own purposes, soul purposes and missions on this planet. Like we are our own person at the end of the day and we deserve respect even though they're our parents. 
like it goes both ways. And I think that a lot of our parents forget that or don't want to hear that, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's so true. And cause we're always taught growing up, like respect your elders, respect your elders. You deserve just as much respect. Like, and again, all that is like an ego thing, like over the generations and just over and over and over again. And it's because their parents took out their shit on them and they said, well, I'm, I'm your elder. You need to respect me. And so they said, oh, okay. And then it's just, that's the concept of generational trauma. Like there it is. But I think that was a great thing. Cause I did want you to speak on like how to approach being more outspoken, because I think that's like a strength that you had that like, I couldn't necessarily speak on, but yeah, just kind of, you know, maybe looking after the fact of saying, hey, once once the dust has settled, once the emotions have kind of cooled down, having a mature conversation about it, I think may be most constructive and may land the best with you and your parents. All right. I love this so far. This is going superb. Okay. Next, I wanted to switch into, because Natalie has so much knowledge, like I said, about that mind-body connection and nutrition. So we're kind of going to switch gears a little bit. I guess just kind of wherever you want to start with what's kind of on your heart right now of just basically giving people an intro to that mind-body connection. Because I feel like I speak a lot about how much just your mental aspect does really impact your physical health. And that's why I'm so big on, you know, affirmations, meditation, journaling, all that sort of stuff. Um, And I think Natalie has a lot of knowledge on specifically how, because it's no secret, like your thoughts are kind of what lead to you feeling certain emotions. And that is what's directly impacting your body and can impact your health. So if you kind of just want to take the floor of that intersection between emotional health and how it manifests in the body. I know that's like a huge (laughs) thing, but wherever you think is a good starting point of, I kind of want a little bit of foundation. So they understand like, no, this is real. This exists. Like I want you to kind of validate this and confirm it from a credentialized standpoint. That's not a word, but I made it credentialized. (laughs) That sounds right. So everything is energy. I mean, everything is energy. Every thought, feeling, emotion that we have is energy. And we are, there's electrons moving through us constantly. If you've ever seen, um, like, or the, heard this, the, the song, I think it's the song, the Eggman by the Beatles fact check me. I don't know if that's correct, but we look like an egg. And so we have our physical body, our mental body, our emotional body and our energy. Energetically, we look like a body or like for in the unseen. Yes. We look like an egg. (laughs) My head looks like an egg. (laughs) (laughs) And so our, and so when I, someone's aura, when you hear an energetic person saying like, oh, your aura looks really dark or whatever. It's, we're seeing kind of this ring around you. That's what we're seeing. We have electrons moving through us constantly and they are charged by our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So if I am, um, Olivia and I have a spat and I'm like, oh, Olivia, I hate, she's so annoying and she did this and I'm stomping around for hours, days, weeks about something that Olivia did. Every thought that I have that has going through my brain about Olivia, these electrons are coming through me and being sent to Olivia in a negative way. So they're angry, frustrated, um, uh, whatever, upset, upset, jealous, sent to Olivia. Well, now that energy is manifesting into her physical body and it's coating her with yucky, dark, heavy energy. Um, Unknowingly, unconsciously, I'm on an conscious or unconscious level doing that. And Olivia's picking all of that up because she's on the other end of it. She's the receiving end of it. And I share this to say, when we really have this awareness of how truly powerful our thoughts, our feelings, and emotions are, and how much they truly affect this planet on a micro level being your own being, and then on a macro level, Mm -hmm. it is mind-bending. 
So I encourage us to say that the more awareness that we can create around ourselves and how we operate not only changes our micro space, the dynamic between our family, what immediate or extended and our friends, we're also helping the planet right now. And has anyone looked outside? Because it's it's dicey out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a podcast. No, it's itself. so true. And it's but like it's if dicey. we all focus more so on and that's why some people when they're like, oh, this is selfish if you're so into this, I'm like this is the best thing that you can do for humanity because if every single person had the intent, the intention, the awareness, the compassion on the individual scale, it is inevitable for them. Like they would be showing that towards the world. And if all of us showed, it's like the chain is as strong as its weakest link. It's like, it does matter on what's happening on the individual scale because that's the core of everything. And you're going even deeper of the core of the individual, which is energy. And it's like, that's what's compounding and collectively making the collective. (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah. So I I kind of wanted you to speak on a little bit of how, back to what you were saying, that example of if you said something to me or just in general, like how, where is that energy being stored in the body? How is that impacting things? Like how you were speaking to me about the connection of like certain emotions that impact the liver or things like that, or how it's aligning with the chakras. Like how is the energy getting stuck in our body and affecting our physical health Okay, is what I want you to speak about. Okay. So we have chakras. There's technically 12, but I'm going to talk about seven. And I'm sure most people have seen peop- uh, the sitting in the Buddhist pose. We have our root chakra, which is our red chakra, and it's like sits just below our tailbone. We have our seat of our soul, which it, it, uh, is our sacral chakra, the orange. Solar plexus is our stomach. Um, heart chakra is green. Throat chakra is blue. Crown chakra is like indigo violet and then we have excuse me this is third eye our third eye chakra and then we have our crown all of these thoughts and emotions manifest into our physical body so we hold anger resentment in our liver and our gallbladder we hold um guilt shame in our solar plexus our stomach uh hello everyone has gi issues (laughs) um Sexual issues is our our and creativity is our orange chakra, our sacral chakra, our root chakra is security and like security being housing, financial having like secure place to live, our housing, our finan- our finances, being feeling safe in our body. Say, like, feeling grounded. Yeah. yeah, and throat feeling not heard or lungs we hold grief in our lungs that's also connected to our throat chakra and then like migraines and headaches um is our third eye and our crown and that's like a really kind of enlightened wormhole so I'm not going to get too much into those top two chakras but the lower ones are really really prominent right now because we're all stuck all of our energy on this collective planet we're stuck in our lower four chakras just because i think also in our society today in our 3d world like so many people are like what's the tangible facts like what's the study what's this what's this like prove it to me and like there's so many things that are i i actually just pulled an oracle card this morning and it said like i am love and what there was like a little blurb before it but then the main chunk of it was like i am love and i believe that that miracles are natural and i was like it's so true though because everything that's happening is a miracle but like we just kind of become numb to it because it just seems like normal but i'm just trying to say like there's there's miracles and magic that's happening in our day-to-day that's not necessarily provable that are very real that you can't see and i think it just speaks on i just love that it translates to this of like 
just how, you know, you can't see your emotion, right? But you can feel it just like you can feel wind. That doesn't mean that wind is like null and void. No, it exists, even though you can't see it, but you can feel it. It's like the same thing with the emotions. And I think people underestimate. That's why I'm so big on like having a positive headspace. And like when you're happy and high vibe, it's like you're less prone to getting sick and you feel better. And like maybe your stomach issues go away, things like that. Like there, yes, you want to be doing things on the tangible level of cleaning up your diet, of moving your body, of sleep and minimizing stress. But it's like, it's working through those emotions of those traumas that you've gone through that you're holding that emotion still because you've suppressed it because you haven't worked through them you've shoved the emotion down or whatever the case may be or you're still scarred from these things which isn't a bad thing I'm not trying to invalidate it I'm just trying to bring the awareness of like if you're wanting to truly be your best self physically mentally emotionally spiritually you need to be looking at all of these facets to thoroughly heal through it all And it's crazy, like back to, I love what you said about the gut issues things of like, because it's crazy when people are like, oh, well, I feel I'm so much happier in my life and X, Y, Z, and I did these two things and my gut issues went away, but I'm also so much happier. It's like, well, that 100% played a role in it too. Yeah, totally. And so I'll use mom for an example. She had diagnosed in the physical space, she had SIBO and with SIBO, she has thyroid issues. A lot of root chakra issues too, but most people do. And Hashimoto's too was another thing. Oh yeah, wait, I'm so glad you brought this up. Continue. So, (laughs) and this is a little bit of my evolution, but so I was working with her initially via strictly nutrition, strictly knew the diet through the dietetics and aspect and doing uh, nutritional testing on her. And it was just not working. There was, it was, there would just was a wall. No, it was, I could tell you to eat. And this is my, my caveat with being a dietitian is I can tell you to eat this perfect meal in a, you know, three meals a day and protein, all this nonsense and doing all these things. But if you're not emotionally sound, it doesn't work. So you're literally just, I don't need, you're just beating a dead horse. So I, as this energy side of me came into full bloom and I was, uh, worked with her, it, that's, I firmly believe that that is what shifted her health into where she is now. And her, she has no more gut issues. Um, and when we say like her, she had such bad, like bloating and yes. stuff, like uncomfortable, gone, gone. Yep. Um, she, and she was eating like, I want to say like 15 or 20 foods. Yeah, no, it, yeah, for no. For a long time, like, she, everything bothered her. She right. Was like, she was eating some, like, such plain stuff. Because, again, yeah. like, we grew up in a healthy family. She's not like she was, like, eating trash. And, like, she was eating, like, so as whole food plain, like, wasn't really eating spices. Like, she was yeah. eating nothing. And I'm like, this is, it's just not sustainable. It's not healthy. It's not enjoyable. Like, w- especially being Italian, our food is so, m- food is so much of all culture. And it is for so many cultures. This food is the, the core of it of our values of our time of our connection and so to take that away was really hard um so I worked with her and so during her process of moving out here you know she would call me and she's like basically borderline having a panic attack and hello you move your life of 20 years across the country you're gonna it's it, it you're gonna have a panic attack it's not really the easiest thing to do and so through a lot of breath work um she would call me and be like, I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling really panicky or I'm feeling really, um, I'm doubting myself. I don't feel worthy for buying this new car or I don't feel, uh, yeah, worthiness was a big one for her. 
And we would work through it right in that moment. It was, you know, 15, 20 minutes on the phone. And that's the thing after I, I call them, they're like tune-ups when we have, you have a big session, two, three, or four. And then you kind of, these tune-ups happen as events unfold in your life where you get triggered and we just have to clean you out more. You just, you need to be cleaned up. So she would call me. She's like, you know, I feel really unworthy that I bought this car and I'm really freaking out. And I don't know the finances and the da da da. So what do we, okay, we're going to breathe. And so we stopped and, um, paused and through very deep breath work. When I, when you are, have you focused on that emotion of unworthiness? I am seeing where that's coming out of what or feeling, seeing, feeling where that's coming out of each chakra, what that's connected to. So it was a lot for her. It came out shame, guilt, and fear came out of her solar plexus, um, which is her stomach. And so the more we cleared that out, the more we kept clearing out that chakra and addressing all of the little triggers that came up along the way, it really cleaned her up, cleaned up her throat chakra, um, feeling heard, speaking her truth, putting, setting boundaries, which we're still working on, I would say, um, which for, we always are, right? Boundaries are kind of a never ending thing. They're ever evolving. But doing all of these seemingly small things have, have made such a profound impact on her being here. And I think, you know, the truth of things was, or the bluntness, I should say, and for me with mom's journey of being like, you're playing the victim, like you're in control of everything in your life right now. And I think I, I said that to her many times. Um, I kind of could like foresee this dark night of the soul coming. And I, and so I kind of was, had told her, you know, but again, you tell someone and they're not ready to hear it. It wasn't, it wasn't, didn't resonate well until she was in it. And then she was in it. And she's like, okay, what is, what are you talking about? Like, this is happening. Okay. Now tell me, let's talk about this. Let's unpack it. Um, but through doing the breath work and through really working with, uh, reprogramming her brain, getting rid of that old programming via, which there's so many great YouTube videos for that and hurts, healing hurts and all of that. And really she put the conscious effort in and made the time to time and effort to heal the things that I brought up. Just cause I bring them up doesn't mean it's going to heal. You have to do the work. Right. I show, I show the way I provide And you mean this. heal as in working through these emotions to release them and, yes. and in that way. So we release them I would, my goal with every session or with every tune up, we want to get you down to zero. So I'll ask you many times during a session on a scale of zero to 10, how are you feeling? <laughs> and the goal is to get to zero. We want to be as emotionally neutral as possible. And so if you tell me that, oh, I'm an, I'm feeling so unworthy about, about buying this new car. Okay. On a scale of zero to 10, where do you feel? And you go, oh, I'm a seven, seven, eight all right, we're just, we're going to sit here and you're going to breathe. And I want you to think about all the reasons why you're feeling unworthy. Was it, what is it the sound reel from your ex-husband saying you don't deserve this car? You don't deserve to buy food, all these things, um, or buy a new dress. Is it, you know, what is coming up? Let that flip book come up in your brain of all of these maybe commentary or situations from childhood come up as to why you're feeling unworthy and things will pop into your brain that you didn't even think about. And so getting into the session, getting into the session really focuses on getting you as emotionally neutral as possible so that when we're done off the phone, I want you to feel zero and you're going to feel this most of the time state of euphoria, kind of just very, 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 very peaceful and calm. And like I said, there's usually like two to four or so like full clearing sessions that are can be anywhere from 90 minutes to three hours just depends on everyone's stuff and what they're ready to let go of 
Um, and then there's sort of the tune up along the way that I really provided that space for her to, I was like, well, no matter what you're feeling, when you're not feeling good, call me and let's work through it right then and there. And she took that initiative and she did that. And that those seemingly small things were what built up her confidence to get out here. Right. And she just kind of circling back to just all that emotional manifestation that was happening in her body. Like, cause my mom struggled, which she, we didn't even get into. We're totally just exposing mom. We love you girls. No, but we're to help the masses, but no, I mean, it's something for her to be like embarrassed about or anything, but and she just really struggled emotionally for many, many years, just with depression and just that whole lane. I'm sure everyone can, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it just is amazing that I like, cause I fully believe that Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, like a hundred percent manifested because she was in such a low mental state for years and years and years and years. And again, it's not to say again, circling back to how you helped mom with her nutrition and stuff. It's not to say that the nutrition doesn't matter. It's yeah. just, you need both. It's the same thing. If you're trying to get your dream body or whatever in the gym, it's like, you can't just go. That's not to say that the gym doesn't work, but if you're not eating in a way to support that and supplement that training, then you're not going to see the results. Like you need the both, both of it, both components. And that's exactly what we're speaking about here. And I think what Natalie's, the work that Natalie does is super powerful to help you actually clear through that emotion. Like I had a session like that with her like a month or so ago. And like, I t- I'm not even kidding. Like the next day I was like, it's, it's gone. Like that anxiety that I feel that like heaviness on my heart that I feel that overthinking is gone. And there's definitely things that you can do on your micro scale. And I think everyone should be taking their own initiative to do their own healing work and not solely feel like, cause I think that also keeps people stuck is like, Oh, I need to go to therapy. I need to go see someone, an energy healer. It's like totally, if you feel called, do that. Like I urge you guys, but I don't want you guys to feel hopeless like there's nothing that you can do today so for me like that's my meditations and I will go like even this morning I go through my chakras and I will visualize each one opening and I will like connect to each one and I'll like open up my crown and I'll move my head around and I like visualize this kind of like sphere what a sphere but like the cylinder thing coming up above my head like things like that to yeah, to open up my chakras or like same things. I will speak my affirmations or I, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big feeler. I'll cry. So just things like that of like getting in touch with yourself and having that awareness of journaling about things. If I'm feeling really heavy about something, I will just write in my journal like I'm venting to someone to get out the emotion. So I don't, if you know what I mean, there's just so many different ways. And that's why we preach so much about mindfulness on here. Kind of just switch into gears as we kind of wrap up this episode. I think you've done amazing so far. I love everything we tapped into. I wanted to close up a little bit with nutrition because you said how it kind of starts with the emotional manifestation, things like that, getting to the root of why things are the way they are, why you're having your autoimmune disease, why you're having your GI issues or whatever. Um, and then kind of moving on top of that of what you can do with nutrition based. So just a question I have is what are some of the top habits that people can introduce today that will help them be healthier internally? So I'm really have been big on minerals lately and our soils are so depleted um, and we just are not getting enough minerals. So I'm really, really big on adrenal cocktails and the nourishment that they provide for us. So I think it's a really, even if you're taking vitamins and you're taking all these supplements, if you don't have minerals, you're not absorbing what you're need, what your body needs. So number one is using pink salt. If you're not using Himalayan pink salt or um, Celtic sea salt, you're not getting the minerals that our body needs. So cooking with them, I make, you put them in, uh, put the salt back into water. So using um, 
the pink salt all the time while you're cooking is huge and salt food like i think this was like the biggest that's like one of the biggest scams bro. yes is so salting your we need, we need salt and the pink salt um has like 86 different minerals in it that we don't get from our soil i mean literally the salt trade back in the day was huge 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 because it was so needed for our body and we knew that it was like the equivalent of gold um so using pink salt and while you're cooking huge and then adrenal cocktail mineral cocktail so in the morning every morning um, I have a big like mason jar that I fill up with water uh, filtered water really and truly filtered water whether you get from the grocery store whatever get filters for your water at home but get a filter and I put a big pinch of pink salt uh, a couple shakes I think it's like a quarter teaspoon of the cream of tartar which that provides the potassium that our body needs and then a whole lemon um and the whole lemon we our body can't absorb the vitamin c that is in supplements it it's the what in the absorbic acid form we can't use that we own our body only can digest whole food form vitamin c so you'll see like whole food form um vitamin c powders those are great um or just use lemon so and the lemon the vitamin C also cancels out any chlorine that's in the water as well, but the vitamin C is a collagen producer, so it's super great in the morning to do a whole lemon and a large glass of water with a big pinch of pink sea salt, um, or the pink salt, and the cream of tartar. And so we need the minerals. The minerals are important because they also help us absorb other nutrients and vitamins and the other foods we're eating. Yes. So that's why, okay. And so, and it, the minerals are essentially, the pink salt is electrolytes. Exactly. So when you're saying like, when you tell everyone, when we're like, oh, you got to drink a lot of water. Yeah, drink a lot of water. But when you're peeing every 30 minutes, your body's not even absorbing the water. So your electrolyte balance is off, meaning your the sodium potassium pump, all of these things that we have in our body are not working on full capacity. So if we provide them with the minerals that we need, they're able to work much more efficiently. Right. And it's so funny because when I was in Virginia last weekend, Lucy, my friend Lucy was like, isn't it crazy? I like, you'll drink so much water and you like still feel thirsty. And I said, I was like, that's because you're like mineral depleted. Like you're not actually properly hydrating yourself. So can you speak on like what kind of a little bit more on what electrolytes are, why they're important? Um, Well, we're sweating all the time. Even just, I think sitting down, we're burning not burning is not the right word. We're losing a, a liter of water. Just if we did nothing all day but sit on the couch, we burned a liter of water. Why am I saying? It, yeah. Yes. Okay. You're and, utilizing a well, liter of water. Yes. And so that means the minerals, all of that that goes with it. And we just, you take table salt, it's sodium and chloride. That's it. Whereas if you have pink salt, there's 86 minerals in there, copper, um, magnesium, manganese, all of the things. And we need those on a very micro level for all of the, these pumps and functions within our body to work magnesium, um, on a cell, very cellular level. And I truly believe that supplementing with those things and providing your body with the super, super, super foundational pieces on a cellular level has a very profound perfect on the healing of our physical body. Right. Um, now someone's going to say to me or to you, um, but iodine, we need the iodine and table salt. No, <laughs> um, use the, we do need iodine, hundred percent, extremely important mineral, uh, mineral, but supplement using pink salt and supplementing with iodine. I use the Lugol's 2% diluted organic iodine. I get it on Amazon. Um, and you only need a couple drops every day. Like two to three, you kind of can 
taper your dose as your own is far more beneficial and we actually are absorbing that that iodine versus the iodine in table salt we absorb like i don't know five or ten percent of it or something like it's negligible so providing yourself with whole very high quality supplements is important yeah electrolytes are just so they're involved in so many different like on the neurological level is the word of like of so many neurological transactions that are happening in the body. And so that's why when people, like, no matter how much you drink, like, if you're feeling brain fog and all these sorts of stuff, like, a lot of it could be that you're mineral depleted, like, is what she's getting at, or you're needing electrolytes. So adding that salt in your water is, like, such a big, powerful thing to help you feel better just overall. Yeah. Um, Anxiety, depression, like, all of those things, really honest, ADD, um, like, ADHD, ADD, those are all neurological it's like almost symptoms, if you will, yes, of, of of being mineral deficient. Right. But then you go to the doctor and they tell you, oh, no, this is wrong with you. Just take this much. Okay. Take these six pills and yeah. here's this for the side When there's so much more of like a root like thing of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then also I just for another like big important pillars, if you want to just speak on like the importance of magnesium and vitamin D, I feel like you're always preaching to us about that. I feel like that's a pretty foundational thing that people may. Yeah. So I think my bigger, my bigger mineral things right now that are the pink salt 100% um supplementing with magnesium magnesium glycosate is typically a good uh basic magnesium recommendation but there's like a few different variations of magnesium and like magnesium citrate is good if you struggle with constipation there's all these things this is where talking to a healthcare provider is recommended before you just go randomly supplementing all sorts of things um but i would say magnesium glycosate on a blanket scale is is pretty safe. Um, and vitamin D, especially through the winter months, I think is super important. And the vitamin D and the magnesium work together to, on a cellular level, um, you're not fully absorbing the vitamin D without the magnesium. Iodine, especially if you have like thyroid issues that run in your family, like we do a big proponent. And realistically, it's really an iodine deficiency that our thyroid starts going out of whack because it's, our thyroid does so much. And the magnesium is good for like, I know it's helps stress. you go to the bathroom, helps with stress, helping with like PMS symptoms as well. Like yep. if you're someone who has really strict, if you have really harsh PMS in- symptoms, it magnesium. may be common, but it's not normal. Yes. And magnesium <laughs> yes. may be a natural thing to maybe help subside that. Helps with anxiety, helps with sleep. Like typically to take a magnesium supplement at nighttime, um, anywhere from 300 to 600 milligrams. But taking that at nighttime, if you struggle with sleep issues, great for sleep. And then some benefits of vitamin D that you can share just oh, why someone um, want to take it. Yeah, the vitamin D, especially like seasonal depression, um, wintertime things, mental health, mental clarity, mental focus, uh, all of those things start to kind of dissipate when we don't have sunshine. So, and I still, I still am a big proponent, like get outside every day if you can between the hours of 10 to 2, especially in the winter months, even still. Take, yeah, the sun doesn't need to be hot. You no, just it doesn't. It. You just need to get it in. So, like, take your sunglasses off, walk outside, let the sun get on your face, on your skin through these winter months. Um, and and then supplement vitamin D, magnesium, and the pink salt. And I think – and I've been really big on iodine for the last year and a half, and I really – I firmly believe that those foundations are pretty um, basic. I will say cod liver oil. I've is has vitamin A in the retinol form um, and vitamin D. And so I've been doing more cod liver oil and taking a break on my vitamin D supplement just because you're getting again, it's more of a we want more of a whole picture of a, uh, with our supplements like we don't want. It's not always beneficial to just take one supplement of like just vitamin D and just magnesium. And when you can find like 
for example, cod liver oil, where it's vitamin, vitamin A in the retinol form um, with vitamin D, they're synergistic. They're helping, they help each other absorb within, within our system. Same with the magnesium. Those are just more organic and natural, a natural way to get the vitamin D into our system versus um, like just a pill, right. and synthetic the more, pill. Yeah, the more natural it is, obviously, the better it's going to be and easier. Our body's going to be able to utilize whatever you're trying to put into it. It's more – the nutrients more bioavailable yes. when it's, like, more of a whole food source, yeah. And in case it's not clear, but this should be common knowledge, like, vitamin D is what is naturally produced when the sun is, like, hitting your skin. And even there's, like, receptors in your eyes. That's why she said to take your sunglasses off. Like, it is important to have some contact of the sunlight actually hitting your retina yeah. to help stimulate um, just, like, vitamin D production and, like, have that register in the body. So, so many amazing – we could talk about this for hours, I mean, honestly, and just the benefits of, like, sinking your circadian rhythm when you're seeing sun. There's just – the more natural that you can – the more habits that you can incorporate into your lifestyle that can have you live towards more of a more natural sense is going to be your more healthier sense, to be fully honest. Um, but okay, I think we've really have touched on a lot of big general topics here that I feel comfortable with how much we've dove into all of them. Okay. Super happy that you're here, um, that you're able Maybe to be here I'll with be me. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just quick affirmations, of course, before we end. So mine, I don't know why this has come, been coming in my head, but it's my affirmation is I am a high value individual. I, I liked the high value. It came into my head one time and I was like, Let's, one more time for me, please. <laughs> I am a high value individual. I like that. Working on that self-worth, deservingness, worthiness. For me, um, I receive all love openly and freely. I think I've struggled with that. Um, and having th- everything be conditional. And so I've had a hard time accepting like just people's generosity or some things like that in the past. I love that. Okay, well, thank you so much, NatCat13, for yeah. being here. If you want to tell the people where to find you, what your services are available, if they want to work with you, um, plug yourself, sister. Okay, okay. So NatTritionRD.com um, is my website. And you can reach me through natritionrd at gmail.com and just send me an uh, email if you want to work with me. My Instagram, and it's not my professional Instagram, but I will put it out for the world, um, is at natcat113. Don't look at me. I don't even know. Um, you can find me through Liv's page. I'll write it on the screen too on yeah. here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but at and I'll Nat- link her in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah, at natcat13. So yeah, DM me or email. Um, all of my services are listed listed on my website at natritionrd.com and i'm happy to work with you mainly nutrition services energy services um i would say anything whatever you're needing my nutrition packages include energy work um i hate to say work because it seems so but energy healing um and or we can just do energy sessions if you want to do that and whatever you're feeling called to and if you're not really sure and you just want to chat with me um, or have questions, just get feelers out. That's always great too. Lovely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, Epi. So far, we have all the siblings now except for Sophia. So maybe she'll get on and talk about animals or something. We'll see. <laughs> and we still need Joe on the podcast because that's going to be the most epic thing ever. But 
yeah, that's everything. Again, thank you, Nat. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed, love it if you could share this on your Instagram story. I love always seeing who's watching. If you want to give this podcast a rating and review, that's the best way to support this podcast and helps it reach more people and impact more lives, which is always the goal. So welcome to season two. I'm super excited for season two. Hopefully more guests, hopefully a little bit more elevating the actual like user experience for you guys, a listening experience. And hopefully this mic, I'm never going to be using this mic ever again, this Apple mic. So (laughs) we're going up from here, boys. But I'm send you guys so so much love i hope you guys have an amazing week and hopefully i'll see you guys in the next one peace out